Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that Realtors face. I'm Justin Chen. I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Jessica. Good afternoon, John. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. I feel like that's the, the standard greeting that we've all said for six or seven years now, it feels like. It's really been a couple months, but... Yes, but I think it's it's more applicable lately. That's true. That's true. For me, anyway. But um, let's talk about contracts today, John. That's exactly what I wanted to do when I got up this morning. Contracts, contracts, <laughs> contracts. Nothing but contracts. Um, we do get a lot of legal industry emails on the Virginia Realtors legal team to keep us up to speed, you know, on what's going on in the industry as a whole. You know, who's suing whom over what and how judges are ruling on things and real estate business specifically. And something that has been popping up all over the place is the force majeure clause. And I think we really missed an opportunity. Well, we haven't missed it yet to title this podcast, May the Force Majeure be with you. Yes, John. It's like it's like combining two nerd things together. Yeah, you get it? Yeah, you yeah get it? I get it. I get it. So literally <laughs> every fifth article I've seen has been giving their opinion on force majeure clauses and contracts, whether they are applicable during a pandemic and how people might or might not be able to invoke or enforce them. So, John, my six-year-old daughter loves the Fancy Nancy books. And if you don't know about them, it's, uh, there's a little girl named Nancy, and she uses words you know, not in a typical six-year-old's vocabulary, and then she explains what they mean. And if this was a Fancy Nancy book, this is where she would say, force majeure, that's fancy, and French for superior force. Sometimes a contract might use the phrase act of God instead of force majeure. Right. And so a force majeure clause can be used in contracts as security against an unanticipated or uncontrolled external event that affects one or both parties' abilities to perform under the contract. It may allow a party to delay performance, excuse part of their performance, or cancel the contract altogether. You often see it in things like insurance contracts. Now, commonly, it's been understood and used for things that are either weather-related, like hurricanes or floods, or extreme man-made events like wars. Sometimes the clause even spells out the kind of events it applies to, like those I just mentioned. And if the clause uses the words epidemic or pandemic, then it very well may be applicable during this time. So quick uh, side note, I actually have experience with force majeure. Oh. Uh, my band had a contract to play at an outdoor thing. Um, shameless plug for Churchill Shameless Music plug Company. for Churchill Music Company, <laughs> correct. Um, but the evening we were supposed to play, there were widespread tornado watches. And so they wisely made the decision to cancel the contract. And because of the force majeure contract, I think we got half of what our fee was supposed to be. So okay. yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, no, they make sense a lot of times. Right. So a lot of times they do have, you know, specific words, um, but sometimes the word is more generic or it does not address a disruptive public health emergency in so many words. And so whether a global pandemic causing this amount of economic disruption is something that will be considered a force majeure is really an open question. Historically, force majeure clauses have been interpreted narrowly by courts. 
Each case is fact-specific where the judge or jury examines the force majeure section of the contract, the alleged force majeure event, and the specific contractual agreements that have allegedly been affected by the event. You may notice that this kind of clause is not included in any Virginia Realtors contracts, but because it is included in other contracts and it's been such a hot legal topic lately, we wanted to give you some background on how to deal with it and some related legal standards. I also suspect, John, that in the future, we will see a lot more force majeure clauses, and I suspect that they will specifically apply to pandemics, but we'll have to see. Exactly. So while force majeure clauses are usually interpreted narrowly, Virginia courts have applied and may apply other legal standards like impossibility of performance and frustration of purpose, which are similar to force majeure clauses. In other words, even if the contract does not contain a force majeure clause, a court may agree that it was impossible for one party to perform under a contract given certain events. This analysis is similar to that of force majeure. The court will look at whether an event happened that neither party was expecting or had any reason to know would happen, whether the contract was made assuming such an event would not happen, and whether and how it affected the party's obligations under the contract. For example, a court would not agree that a party must break a law in order to fulfill a contractual provision. So if a new law is passed after a contract is made and it makes a certain action under the contract illegal, a party could sufficiently argue that their ability to perform has been frustrated or that it is impossible for them to perform legally. And you can see how an argument could be made that a provision in one of the executive orders the governor signed during the pandemic, for example, not allowing certain retail businesses to remain open, might make it impossible for a party to fulfill a certain part of a contract. I'm sure we'll see some cases of that nature in the coming months, and only then will we really know what the legal landscape is with regard to health-related shutdowns, such as the one we've been experiencing. Jessica, let's take it to the legal hotline. Let's do it. If a property is rented for an event, which was canceled due to Virginia's state of emergency and related executive orders, should the contract be canceled and the rent returned? Well, it depends. If the contract does not cover this sort of chain of events clearly or, con or contain a provision that both parties can agree applies, you may be looking at litigation if the parties cannot agree to cancel the contract or reschedule the event. If both parties made the contract with the assumption that a certain event would occur and an act of government outside the control of the parties prevented the event from occurring, a court could find that it was impossible for one or both parties to perform. John, let's actually discuss a non-pandemic related event. Absolutely. <laughs> let's do it. Please. My, cl my clients have a ratified contract to buy a property that's supposed to close tomorrow. Today, a huge windstorm came through and toppled a tree right onto the house. The contract does not include an act of God provision. What should my clients do? Who is responsible for repairs? Well, the first thing is what we always tell you, and that's read the contract. So if it's a Virginia Realtors contract, the seller is responsible for the property until settlement and should have maintained insurance on it. So if your clients are trying to get out of the contract now, they should talk to an attorney for specific guidance. All right, Jessica, last question. What if there was an act of God provision? Well, we can't tell you how a court would rule, but it's unlikely that a run-of-the-mill windstorm causing some property damage would be enough to excuse performance under the contract. However, it depends on the event, the contractual language, and how the party is trying to invoke the language. So let's talk about how you can limit your risk. First, and most importantly, read and understand your contracts. In particular, if you're going to exercise a right not to perform under a contract, you may have to follow specific notification requirements under the contract. 
But also know that just because a contract does not contain a force majeure clause does not mean a court may not later find it impossible for a party to perform, obviously depending on the circumstances. So to that end, be reasonable when discussing performance of a contract during unexpected events. Document any discussions regarding amending a contract or excusing performance due to unforeseen circumstances. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Though the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information provided in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features a song, Please Listen Carefully, by Pixar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.